You're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... Anthony Galati, hi. And? And as always, Stephen Badagliaco. Hi. <laughs> you missed your chance to do it. Twice. I, I, this, I, Twice. I'm, That's I'm two episodes. Yeah. Don't don't give it to him anymore. Let's let, let me go first. <laughs> just uh, he can have the as always if he wants. No, and it's I'll, yours. I'll I'm not going to steal your thing. I'll come I'll my come own. Come something else. You like it a lot. We're going to do a drum roll in every episode <laughs> and introducing. I'll tell you what. Brian's just his his credits throw me off every time. <laughs> I know I bring this up all the time, but it's just like <laughs> his credentials. And filmmaker. <laughs> don't worry. If I if I can add anything, I will. <laughs> If I made like Major League Baseball next year, I'd be like, end star second baseman. <laughs> so, this episode, we are watching Mutiny on the Bounty. Yes. Uh, we're sailing the, the high seas. Mm. Yes. This is exciting. So, yeah. preliminary thoughts. Have either of you seen this movie before? I have never seen this, no. I, I never seen it, and I picked it. I had never seen it. So is this, I, is this the first time we're all going in fresh? Yeah. No, I think there was others, right? I don't think so. Oh, wow. Uh, no, I don't think so. Wow, okay, yeah, we all went in completely mm-hmm. blind. Yeah. 1962 version. Yes, 1962, out. the greatest year in the history of pop culture. Why? What? Yep. Why? Yeah. Because you have the birthplace of the greatest fictional character of all time. Well, not the birthplace, but it's his first appearance. The first issue of Spider-Man comes out in oh, August God. that year. Amazing Fantasy, number 15, Speaking Spider-Man. Wow. Then you also have the first Bond movie, Dr. No. Oh, it's a right. big, really big year for you. Wow. That's actually, yeah. It is the greatest year for pop culture in human history. If 1962 <laughs> didn't happen, you don't happen. I am nothing. I just stared at right Also, that yeah. is the first year of the New York Mets. He really doesn't exist. Wow. <laughs> It's the year of brain. Yeah. <laughs> 62. You need That has to be like a tattoo on you somewhere. Wow. Like you got to yep. do that. If only I was born that year, I would have seen all my teams win championships. <laughs> but for Not some reason. in re- 62. They won it in 69. I would have. Yeah, you know, you'd be great. It. You'd be a boomer. You know, you'd be yeah. cashing out on life right yep. about now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, instead, instead God sick. cursed me yeah. with torment. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy shit sports till you die, asshole. Shit sports. You'll be in characters. You'll be a wage slave your entire life. You'll never accrue wealth. (laughs) (laughs) Mutiny on the Bounty. What did you guys think of the movie? (laughs) I want to watch it again. (laughs) I liked it a lot. I fucking loved it. This movie kicked ass. Yeah. This was great. What about you? I was not too pleased with it. Oh, no. Oh, my. (laughs) This is great. We got opposing opinions. This is good. We need that. I didn't... I won't say I disliked it, but it's hard to say I liked it. Okay. I think that the end is very unsatisfying, and you don't know what happens after. I know what happens. Well, I looked it up, but I'm saying, like, I don't find it to... I feel like there's so many threads left hanging at the very end of the movie. I'll say this. The movie, based on the reality of it, like the real story. Are you familiar with the real story? Because I wasn't. Yes. Okay. I've heard of Mutiny and the Bounty, but I didn't mm. know anything about it. Mm. I, I I definitely learned a lot looking into it, you know, for the, the research. Of the, so of fascinating. Doing this. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Yes. But- I knew the basic thing. Like, I knew about Pit Karen Island and, and the people. Okay, I didn't know that. Today. That's the most fascinating shit to yes. me. Yes. The, <laughs> the movie's a bit of a hit piece on the captain, I think. 
Like he, they make him worse than he really was. Okay, so yeah. so let's that's true. Let's talk about the production of the movie. Well, let's talk about what the movie should be called. Because okay. it's Mutiny on the Bounty, but it's AKA Brando swinging it hard. Because <laughs> that's legit. It actually has to do with the production as yes. well. So, yeah, I guess we got to talk about Brando. Well, before Brando, <laughs> let's start with the production. This is a remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie's so, from the third. The first one's the original 30s. was in the 30s. 1935. The first Mutiny on the Bounty is from 1935. This is a remake, and the reason it's remade is because at the time, a bunch of remakes had been happening. Now that like Panavision and all that 70 color. millimeter color shit mm-hmm. is happening, you know, your Ben Hur remakes, things like that are mm-hmm. financially successful. Studios were looking for older movies to, you know, do over to do over and make money on the big epic treatment. Exactly. So MGM starts financing uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. They're going to remake it as a big historical epic and they are calling it 1962's Mm Ben-Hur. That's that's their plan. That's I I think. Does it? Movie flop. This is not a successful movie. It was nominated for an Oscar, but it was not financially successful. They lost, I believe, the equivalent of like $70 million today. Look, I was watching this movie, and I saw money being thrown on the screen. Oh, yeah. This is an expensive movie. You you saw money being thrown on the screen. There was even more thrown behind the scenes. I See, I don't know about any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Uh, The the production of it is more exciting. I thought thought this was... uh, not, like we talked about when we did cartoon. Cartoon comes up in every episode we do, by the way. Yeah. When we talked about cartoon, we talked about how it was a wannabe epic that didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie fucking earned it. Okay. Oh yeah. I agree. This is a, this yeah. is an epic movie in the classical yeah. sense, which I love. I love all that shit. You know, the bigger, <laughs> boisterous, bombastic shit is so good. The intermission. Yeah, we got to interact. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we got ridiculous music. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did before watching this, because I thought it would be cool. I, I don't really do this. I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and you did not watch this movie yet, pause, watch the trailer, watch the movie, and come back. Or just watch the trailer because it makes the movie look horrible. The trailer? The trailer makes the movie look jokey. Why? And I, it's just the way they present it. It's mm-hmm. pompous. And it doesn't really reflect what's happening. And it's just, they make it look over-the-top action-packed. It's not. And it's not. There's barely any action in this at all. <laughs> right. So it's just, I highly recommend watching the trailer first because it really sets the tone that you think you're going into this. And you're like, wait yeah, a minute. No, they, this is actually good. They probably wanted you to think it was Ben-Hur because Ben-Hur is like this yeah. giant, you know, sword and sandal. You got the races mm-hmm. and the galley slaves and shit. This, this is... This is a think piece. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a very actor-driven movie. Um, and, of course, it's Brando, who is, you know, at, he I, at, the, at the time, he would be probably be called the greatest living actor, right? Oh, complete game changer to yeah. acting itself. Uh-huh. There's acting before Brando and after yeah, Brando. Right. You know, before Brando, you have, and then we got to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I recently watched The Ten Commandments. Okay. And watching it, I hadn't seen it in years. And... That's, I think, 55, maybe even earlier. Sounds about right. Watching it, I'm like, this is a stage play. This isn't a movie. It's it's the, the acting in this movie is like that of people on a stage. They're yelling. They're, they're not talking naturally like human beings. Mm-hmm. 
whereas Brando is credited with giving actors a new lease on life, essentially, in the way they present themselves. Inventing, you know, method modern acting, acting yeah, and yeah. modern acting, you know, and making things real. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he removes that artifice where you feel like you're watching someone in that situation. That being said, he has a reputation of being an absolute lunatic. He's a yes. crazy person. He is the first rock star actor, I feel, who's like hoisted on this petard as like, you know, you have your Tom Cruise, your Brad Pitt, these eccentric living A-listers. legends, your Will Smith, you know, your A-list giant but actors. insane. He was above A-list. He like, was S-list. Yeah. And- like you have stories about stuff that happened on the set of Apocalypse Now later on, and most ridiculous, the Island of Doctor Moreau in the nineties. Li- I don't think it holds a candle to what he did on. Well, this. he would just. Oh no, you. I don't know if you know about Doctor Moreau. <laughs> he demanded that he be allowed to wear a bucket of ice on his head in the movie because he was too hot. That's nothing. It's in the movie. He's wearing a bucket on. His head. That's nothing compared to this. <laughs> I'm telling you it's not. <laughs> okay. I want to uh, so to give you a, a little glimpse, his antics uh-huh. cost the movie 10 million dollars more to produce. Oh, thank God. I can't wait to and get into the this. antics weren't on screen. It's great. <laughs> awesome. I don't know anything about this. I can't wait to learn. So, one quick uh Brando tidbit. This movie was so much fun. I It's great. It's great. <laughs> Brando was actually offered the lead role in Lawrence of Arabia. At the same time as this movie, but he chose Mutiny on the Bounty instead because I'd rather go to Tahiti and film than spend weeks in he, the desert. He picked the right choice. Yeah. He got a wife from this movie. Oh, he married that girl? Uh-huh. She's, oh. She's beautiful. Well, do you want to know uh-huh. Do you wanna know a, a fucking weird thing? Yeah. His <laughs> first wife played that part in the original in 1935. That's weird. That is insane. Isn't that fucking weird? I did not know that. How old was she? I don't know how old. She would have been in her 50s or 60s if that's the case. Well, it's 1935. Let's say she was 18. You know? She's probably in her 40s. And he probably kicked her to the curb and he married her and she was 18. Uh Wow. But isn't that fucking weird? That is weird. And she's a 14 out of 10. She's She's ridiculous. Beautiful girl. It's it's insane. Um, So let's, let's get into this. It starts with well, probably the most epic music ever. Well, before that, I want to talk real <laughs> yeah. quick about the production, the pre-production. So there were actually three books that they wanted to adapt into uh, Mutiny on the Bounty mm-hmm. that basically focus on the the ship, the original voyage, the mutiny, and then the life of the Pitcairn. Uh, Pitcairn. Pitcairn, thank you. The Pitcairn guys after. Oh, they wanted to put that in the movie? They wanted to put what happened to them after the movie. And Paramount announced a rival movie, because as I've said before, you have your law of twos. I don't know, MGM? The MGM made this. But Paramount was going to do their own movie, The Mutineers, just focusing on Pitcairn Island. Did that come out? No, it never came out. But mm-hmm. they did. were trying to adapt three books into one movie, and the pre-production of this was a nightmare. Mm. Marlon Brando signed on. For $500,000 plus 10% of all profits. Wow. That's that's uh, Jack Nicholson and Batman. Exactly. Well, he's the first guy to do that shit. Like, people forget how much he made from Superman 78 to just show he's up. He's barely in it. Yeah, just to be Jarrell. Hello. Krypton. Krypton. He can't even say Krypton. 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 I was on Krypton. <laughs> Buenos Aires. 
<laughs> All right, so so let's begin the movie. Steve, take it away. Yeah, it it opens up with some of the most epic music I think I've ever heard from this time. It is so absurdly great. It's very it's jaunty. Very big. It's very big. so jaunty. It's like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's Pirates. The greatest it's, song of all. It time. is. Uh, we listened to that recently. This afternoon. Yeah. Um, it's it really paints a picture of what you're about to expect and and experience because it's. Oof. I actually don't remember the music, and I watched this yesterday. <laughs> I, the only music I remember, like, because my wife made me fast forward through the interact because the music was getting on her nerves, and it was all just Tahitian drums. Well, yeah, Wait, tribal. you watched this with your wife? Yes. What did she think? She she tapped out. She didn't make it through the whole thing. <laughs> it's a long movie. So. Um, How far did she get? She got almost to the end. She was looking at her phone a whole lot. You know, it's women, women can't watch this. <laughs> and, but she was enjoying it. She was let. All right. So very early on, when Marlon Brando first comes on screen, the two of us lost our minds. We were fucking rolling on the floor laughing <laughs> at so his insane, insane outfit. Yes. So and insane. the worst accent of all time. So uh, how this and starts <laughs> is they, well, don't get into it just yet because you have to. They explain was, what they're she, doing. Real quick, she was enjoying it? Yeah, she liked it. Okay. She liked it. Yeah. They explain uh, what's going on and, and the mission. So you have this botanist that's looking for a ship in a really like broken down shipyard. And he finds it. And they, he talks to the crewman and they ask, what are they, what are they doing? And he's like, yep, yeah, we're going to go We're gonna go find this breadfruit. Breadfruit, bro. And you're, they're just like, you're like, what the fuck is breadfruit? I looked it up. It's like a small version of jackfruit. It's like a. That's what, that's what my wife said. She looks yeah. like jackfruit. It looks like jackfruit. <laughs> it's a small, like almost melon like jackfruit. I've never heard of jackfruit. It has. Jackfruit's disgusting. Okay. Yeah. From what I've read about it in the last few hours, uh, it has like almost like potato like qualities. It tastes like bread, mm-hmm. it's very starchy, and it has the same like nutrition value as like a potato. They compare yeah. it to a potato. Yeah. Like, the potato wasn't from here, you yeah, know, and then right. we had to plant it. And mm-hmm. So... The potato's from North America. The goal um, is that they're going to feed the whole country with this fruit. Well, no. the the They want to give... So there's actually, like, an economic crisis happening at this time, historically speaking, mm-hmm. because the they're going through slaves so quickly in the Caribbean that it's cutting into the profits they're making off of the produce, like sugar. Sugar's the big thing. And they want to get a new cheap source of food that they can feed the slaves that will sustain them. And they think the breadfruit is going to be it. The only thing is the breadfruit grows in Tahiti, and it is on the opposite side of the world from where they need it to be. <laughs> so the bounty's mission is to go to Tahiti, pick up some breadfruit, Bring it to Jamaica and see if it's good enough. And cultivate it. Yeah, to to make stuff happen. And if it works there, maybe they'll bring it to Europe and, and you know, feed everyone, right. basically. I assume this thing needs tropical climate, so I don't know how well it, it would work in Europe. Yeah, that, that's their problem. But they own Jamaica, so I guess they figure yeah. they mm-hmm. can export it. Right. Of course. They have all kinds of colonies all over the place. And here yeah. is where we're introduced to the captain of the ship. Well, real quick, the botanist, doesn't he look just like Patrick Stewart? A little bit. No, a little I didn't bit. get that. Really? I thought he looked just... I thought it was Patrick Stewart. I was like, no, he can't be alive yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, think uh, I knew it wasn't him when he didn't look at the girls on the ship and go, it's the key to everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is our chance to make right 
What has been wrong? He just says nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. Um, <laughs> well, there's something that happens when the captain walks on the ship here. They do like a whistle announcement. Like the little guy stands in the front and whistles. I kind of want that everywhere I go. <laughs> like when you imagine just walking in, into a place and they whistle just to make sure everyone looks at you. Just be my dog. <laughs> <laughs> And this is where you see Brando as well, yeah, Brando, his first mate, Brando's right? Entrance. My note is Brando is a fancy boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing... Everyone <laughs> is dressed in, like, naval attire and ready to go on a ship. He, he looks like a he silver pulls up. pilgrim. He's got two girls on his arms. <laughs> He's wearing an insane hat. <laughs> A gray, a like, overcoat with red lining red on the end. Yeah, he's wearing a cape. <laughs> and he comes, hello, I'm Marlon Brando in this film, and this is how I sound. And we're, uh, we're rolling. We're fucking rolling. I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. This is unreal. Now, you get used to it. Midway through the movie, where you stop laughing at uh -huh. him, and it's like, all right, this is this is it. It's and it's, it's fine. It's the character. It's yeah. funny you say that because my note is I'm not used to him like this. No, because I've never no. seen Brando. You used to Don Corleone. Don Corleone yeah. are on the waterfront. You yeah. know, even you know Jarrell. <laughs> like, so this was Brando actually just being himself. He's a bit. He has the stories of him being a homosexual. He's right? a, he's admitted. He's like mm -hmm. I fucked other dudes. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I see nothing wrong with it. I fucked men. I fucked women. Like, there's no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is him being himself. There's rumors that he movie. was fucking Richard Pryor. Wow. I've heard that. Which Richard Pryor's family denies. I've heard that. Hmm. I've heard a lot of stuff. And what are you going to do? Deny Brando? Well, Brando, do you know about the rape he committed in a movie? No. Is Bra Streak on Inside? No. Is he in that? He is in that. Yeah. So Brando, this is this is fucked up. There's. Have you guys ever seen Last Tango in Paris? No. I've never seen it either. But there's a rape scene, and it's, you know, some of, like, there was things consented to beforehand mm -hmm. between him and the actress, and the director, Brando went to the director, he's like, I have an idea, I'd like to sodomize her with a stick of butter. <laughs> Come on. What? Come on. I swear to God. I doubt that'll hurt. It's a, it's a uh, lubricant if it's almost. Cold, if it's cold. It's a lubricant. It, you're still. You're That's not, what I put on my. Do you want to make eggs? Do you want to try this? Do you want to see I'd science? Let's do science. Yeah. Let's. It's not gay. It's, it's science. It's for the show. Yeah. It's for, it's it's for, for the, the show. good of the show. It's for the listeners. So yeah. I do it for you. So I take butter in my ass. <laughs> so basically, cold, he, um, cold butter. <laughs> He sodomizes this actress without her consent. Oh, she didn't know? I thought, oh, oh. that's brutal. No, she didn't know it was going to happen. He asked the director, he's like, can I, it, can I I'm going to do this. And the director's like, okay, Brando, because Brando just does whatever he wants. And he rapes this <laughs> okay, girl Brando, on camera. Brando, whatever you want, bro. Whatever you want. Whatever you need. <laughs> oh, no, he, he, he actually used his dick and raped her. Well, um, that changes Brian, everything. Brian, Brian, this is much a less stick of, a, of butter. This is no, no. What? He, versus he used butter as lubricant. I I can't tell if he's lying. I swear to God, no. <laughs> so he anally raped a woman on the set on, on, on film. On film. Yes. And everybody was like, "All right, cool. this is it. This is okay. Great acting. That scene was <laughs> he's not. Met, he's method. That Thanks, scene Marlon. was not in the original script. He raped Maria Schneider, her character Janine, using a stick of butter as lubricant. 
And what did she have to say about this? She obviously probably very angry. <laughs> she said, "I was so angry. I felt a little humiliated, and to be a honest, little? yeah, I felt a little raped both by Marlin and by Bertolucci." That was the director. Yeah. Wow. He's penetrating her as she cries and stuff. And no one arrested him <laughs> or stopped the it's, scene. <laughs> it's Hollywood, you know. There's other. Wow. Yeah. So Brando is a fucking nut and. And an evil person. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also in this movie specifically, fucking charming. <laughs> He's likable. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly more than Captain Blythe. Do you yeah. consider him handsome? Like, do you find him a handsome sure, man? He's a handsome. Yeah, he's handsome. The You're a handsome I, man, Mr. Handsome. Garrison. I can't, I can't get past the jowls. Mm. Even as a young man. They're so big. Mm. Like, mm. it's just, it's otherworldly. Do you ever see him do Mark Antony? Julius Caesar? No. He's like the definitive version of that. Uh. Like the speech. Really? Friends, Romans, countrymen. Uh. Friends. Romans. <laughs> does he deliver it? Although I like Chuck Heston. Way. I like when Chuck Heston does it. I mean, Heston's always the king, right? So there's a, a funny little tidbit about the uh, making of this film right now. The captain, which was everyone raped hates, by Brando. was raped by Brando. <laughs> With margarine. <laughs> he used cream cheese on him. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Hated Brando. I'm going to make a new type of bagel. <laughs> <laughs> you will enjoy this, and it's... so will I. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be called an English bagel. We, so... should, we should go watch every Brando movie and say who he would have raped in that movie. Or who he did. <laughs> This one is with locks. He uses only bagel toppings. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Marmalade. Poppy seeds. This one's a little crazy. I'm going to use peanut butter. It's The kids will like it. <laughs> the kids will like it. <laughs> For the kids. <laughs> so the captain, everyone hates him, and he's very hateable. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. He's just angry and cantankerous. Now, and it's because he hates Brando in real life. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. The Brando, actor. specifically during scenes, would plug his ears and not do the scene with him. <laughs> and Why? just say what he wanted and what he thought he was saying. <laughs> and it would drive the captain insane. <laughs> He would walk away from him at like the wrong time and shit. <laughs> so it was, but it drove him to do a so thousand angry. Yeah, and they're really on a boat. And, Bra <laughs> yes. and Brando, Brando would purposely like if he wasn't in a take. So if like you guys were being framed, he would just stand in front of the camera and not move. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> he has to be on film at all times, dude. What the fuck, dude? It cost the production an extra $10 million. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, so people are doing a scene and he'll just come. He'll just stand in front of the camera. Be what Brando. Do? Yeah. do something. Yeah, do something. I'm all Brando. Yeah. You want me to rape a child? I will. <laughs> do you want to be next with the jelly? <laughs> How about I use jazz? What is it? What? This is a pirate movie? All right, we'll use grog. <laughs> I like preserves myself. I like when the jam has fruit in it. It's ribbed. It's ribbed for my pleasure. 
So yeah, he drove people utterly insane. By the way, they built a real replica of this boat in Nova Scotia and sailed it to Tahiti. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So, so it's a they real did it. fucking shit. They did it. <laughs> I want to say something about the real history here. Captain okay. Bly supposedly handpicked uh, his first officer of uh, Fletcher Christian, the man who would eventually mutiny on him. They mm -hmm. were, he was almost like his protege in real life. So the, the fact that the movie starts with them kind of being antagonistic right off the bat is kind of not accurate. No. Or, um, yeah. So I thought I'd just point that out. And uh, if you look into it, uh, the mutiny never happened because of uh, what happened in the movie. It was a little bit different, which we'll touch upon. Yeah. 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 Did you know about the Rotten Pumpkins? No, that... What's no. the Rotten Pumpkins? Is that like a sister Apparently. Smashing Pumpkins cover band? So, uh, Captain <laughs> Bly... 1989! Dude, <laughs> it's 1979. But they're, they're a shitty cover band. They're the Rotting Pumpkins, see? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I got the year wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels like a stab in the stomach every time. <laughs> um, so uh, Bly had actually sailed with Captain Cook uh, 20 years earlier. They mentioned it in the movie, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Captain Cook is one of the most famous explorers ever. Also the best chef in the British Navy. That's Hence true. Hence the name yes, Cook. That's what he's known for. <laughs> he makes a wonderful souffle. <laughs> he had been to Tahiti before. He was on that first mission. They Interesting, weird weird thing. Like It was the, the transit of Venus. You ever hear of that? No. No. It's like an eclipse with Venus where it goes like across the sun. And people knew this was coming, like astrologers. Mm -hmm. So they wanted people in different spots all over the earth to watch it and compare notes. And by doing this, they would be able to exactly figure out the distance of the earth to the sun somehow. I don't know how That's the That's genius. Was. Yes. So they sailed guys all over the world to measure shit at the same time. And one of the people had to be in Tahiti. So Captain Cook took the guys there. And, um, Did he miss his measurements because he was fucking nonstop? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it went off without a hitch. Everybody was successful. <laughs> but the translator guy that they meet later, the guy who speaks English, mm -hmm. I think that character is probably based on a real dude who they brought back from that first trip and um, was being brought back on the, this return journey. Like, he had come to Europe. He's a, he's a Tahitian that went to Europe and then brought back, so that guy spoke English and knew how to translate. He learned English so they could learn that language, and now yeah. he's coming back and right, they can right, communicate. Right, right, I forgot where I was going with this, so just continue. Um, anyway, so there's... Anyway, good so, job, Ed. So this, this is the first sign of things going wrong. There's broads on the ship. They Brando brought girls on the ship. My wife said this. She goes, oh, that's bad luck. Don't that do it. That is bad luck, 100%. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're doomed right there. But they don't stay. You just you can't bring broads on a ship. That's why every cruise ship falls into the sea. What about the Mayflower? That's why every cruise ship falls into the sea. Yeah. They, they have women on them. They, they all fail to sink. perish. Yeah, like within 10 minutes of the leaving dock. I went on no cruise, cruise ship has ever made it? None. Wow. They made a movie about one of them. What was it called? Poseidon? Uh, no, uh, Carnival. <laughs> it was about the Carnival Cruise Line. <laughs> Hit by a giant wave in the Pacific, just completely sunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was the heart of the sea stone. It was red, a red jewel. Maybe you've seen this. 
Carnival. Cam Cameron uh Cameron James. Diaz? No, Cameron Ca- James. Cameron James, Cameron James directed James. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, big yes. big budget movie. <laughs> Made a lot of money for yeah. everyone involved. Yeah. Uh so there's broads on the ship. Cameron James. Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> the ship setting sail with the Britannia music is so fucking good looking. Dude, that yeah. was when I realized we were watching something great. Was when the ship sailed away. It's beautiful looking. Yes. It's a real ship and mm-hmm. you got Britannia. Da, 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 da. But that's not the best use of that music in the movie though. <laughs> no, later on no. it gets way better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also kind of sailing. <laughs> so, let's talk about this route. It's terrifying. So they... Well, they have two choices, <laughs> right? two choices. You can go around the Cape of Good Hope, around Africa, mm-hmm. which is the long way. It is also the safer way. Or you can go around Cape Horn in South America. This is an extremely dangerous passage. It's only been done by a handful of people up to this point. Magellan? Uh, Francis Drake had done it. Magellan had done it. They had the Straits of Magellan. Yeah, and a lot of people died doing it. All now right. I have an idea to do it quicker. What if we went to like a s- southern American country, something like Panama, and we dug like some sort of thing that allowed a ship to pass through? Brilliant. You mean a canal? Yeah. Brilliant. Do you think I, it could I work? I don't think that sounds feasible to me. That seems way like way too much effort. You're yeah. probably right. They thought about doing it, but Brando read the thing wrong, and he said "see <laughs> anal," and everyone was scared. He was See <laughs> anal. What's the C stand for? Hmm. Why don't we find out? Get me that butter. <laughs> So, Bly, Bly wants to make this route as, as quickly as possible because uh, if they don't get there by October, the breadfruit will be bad and they won't be able to move it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, let's go for Cape Horn. And the first section of this movie is them trying to get through the Straits of Magellan and uh, there's storms and well, there's giant waves. And you realize traveling in this time period is utterly terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're actually um, missing some stuff. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a cheese scene. Oh, the cheese scene. This is real. This this but this sets the precedent, right? That happened. That's after when we first the storm. The, I think. No, no, it's it's in the beginning. It's the yeah. first sense we get that he is a piece of shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he lashes uh, the guy. Two dozen brutal, like, whips. Well, that's his yeah. the, the botanist man, who's there for breadfruit purposes, sees a, a seaman steal cheese. And he goes to the captain and he says, this guy stole some cheese. What are you going to do about it? So the captain puts Marlon Brando on it to figure out what's going on. So Brando does a little investigation. And the captain comes along and just stops him immediately and is like, just be done with it. Make sure that just take the the cheese ration away from everybody until it's paid off what was stolen. And now this guy's forced to go back down into the hall and all the guys are mad at him because now their cheese is fucked. And he's like, you stole the cheese. And he's like, nah, I didn't really steal the cheese. The captain told me to do it and give it to him. So the captain is the one that stole the cheese. <laughs> and now he's punishing everyone for it. And it's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and the captain hears it. 
He hears him say that the captain's yeah. a thief. He goes, oh. And now, now you gotta punish him. 20 lashes. 24 lashes. 24, 24 two lashes. Dozen. Two dozen. Yeah. Now, bef- Do you think it was a baker's dozen? <laughs> what is a baker's dozen? 13. Uh, so t- it's 12 and you get one extra. Knowing that bastard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, there's two things here that I want to bring up. It's shot like Roots. Yeah, it is. It's, it's before Roots. It is pre-Roots, yeah, but yeah. like it's shot the same way, like the same close-ups. You think Roots took like a hint from this? Probably. I mean, this is a pretty big budget scene. It's yeah. a whipping scene that's pretty vicious. Jesus mm. took 39. Well, this guy's not Just Jesus. Saying. He's a regular <laughs> sailor. Two things. Uh, one is in the movie, then one is the real life. So I want to start with in the movie. Mm-hmm. Before they start whipping him, they go on hats. And everybody has to put their hat on. Did you, anybody catch this? I didn't even notice it. I missed this. Yeah. So right before the last starts, you on hats, and they all put their fancy hats on and stand there in order. Oh, it's almost I do like putting remember a suit this. On, yes. Right? And I didn't understand why that is a thing. Like, it's ever. naval discipline. You know, I guess, yeah. being formal at all times. Yeah. And then I kind of want to briefly mention about the real captain. Uh, was not into whipping. Was not into physical punishment. Yes. He was into raping in with butter. He was, into- <laughs> <laughs> he was actually known as being quite lenient. He was demoralizing with his words. Uh-huh. He would yep. rip you to shreds in front of everyone, make you feel horrible, and that is actually why the mutiny happened, not re- the whipping. I just remembered why um, I brought up Captain Cook before. Mm-hmm. Captain Cook was into vegetables. He made his crew butter. eat vegetables, whereas other captains wouldn't do this. And this helped with scurvy and stuff, but they didn't understand that at the time. Mm. So this guy, Bly, uh, another thing I have to point out is he's not a captain. No, in real he's life, not. He's a lieutenant. And essentially, he was told by the Admiralty Board, like, complete this mission and we'll talk about getting you the promotion you want. So he has a lot invested in this going off properly. Mm-hmm. So he's he wants to do the vegetable thing. So he forces the guys to do a couple of things. One of them is he takes away, hang on, he, ta- he takes away, like, cheese and stuff. And forces them to eat rotten pumpkins because they they replace their bread ration with rotten pumpkins. Oh wow! So they hate that. Oof. They're not big on the. They had the to pumpkins. go to Pumpkin Hill. Yes, they're like Knuckles. Yeah, and find all the lost uh, <laughs> um, chaos emeralds. He forced them to keep their shirts and their hammocks clean. They hated that too because apparently semen are very dirty. <laughs> Is it? Yes. And <laughs> yeah, he made them dance every night, <laughs> which they thought what? made him look weak. They didn't like dance. He made them have like fucking like like fun dances every single night to like break up the day and monotony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't sounds like, like it. he was pretty good. <laughs> but they don't they think like, why am I doing this? I feel yeah. like a jerk. Yeah, when you want to dance, it's one thing. Right. But when you're forced to dance, right. it's like this sucks. So like it just fostered this whole attitude of animosity towards him mm-hmm. while they were on this trip. So anyway, back to the movie. They're they're trying to get through uh Cape Horn. And the sea is brutal, and it's cold, and they're freezing. <clears throat> Some barrels get loose. Well, there's there before this. There's a great yeah. there's a great line. There's a scene where he's talking to, and I think this is kind of one of the th- like main themes of the movie. Captain Bly is talking to Brando, uh, and he says, "What makes a man go along? Fear, mm. fear of this battle station." Yes. <laughs> Or keep the other systems in line. Cruelty yes. with a purpose is efficient. Yes. And he is Machiavellian, and he wants to rule with fear. Mm-hmm. And that is his 
So ethos. You, you know, you ethos. whip you whip the one guy and it keeps everybody else in line. Exactly. And he basically set that whole cheese situation up just so he would end up having an excuse to whip right. somebody and set the tone for yep. the trip. Which it, seems it, it shows them eating the block of cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brando has an amazing line here, if you recall. What uh, you what's say? the line? He says you've got to be careful. That cheese probably looks a little sour. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to eat it. He doesn't want to eat it. Oh, yes. right, 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 right. So it, it immediately shows there's a disconnect between what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So the weather says that they shouldn't go to South through South America, but they decide to, as Ant says, and it's heavy weather filled with contempt. And then we get the ship in the storm scene, which is fucking awesome looking. Yes. Think of nightmares. Legit nightmares. I, I, honestly, how did they film this? I was wondering that myself. I don't know. Because I know, like, for something like Titanic, <laughs> you're on a stage and you fill it with water. You mean Carnival. Yeah. Carnival, yeah. <laughs> but I think they were on a stage. They have to be, I right? I think they're on a stage, and it's it's just really good filming techniques because it's a mix of miniatures. It's a mix of other backgrounds. That could have been miniatures. Probably the the, the shots, but... When they're actually on the boat themselves, it, it still also probably could have been because it's all dark shots, mm-hmm. you know. So, so it looks uh, great for that some, year. I'll say that some barrels get loose below deck. These giant barrels that are filled with well, water—they're drinking water—and mm-hmm. um, they got to get them wrapped up again. But they can't do it unless they steady the ship. And Captain Bly is forcing them to keep the sails open because he's trying to make as much time as possible and use the storm to his advantage. Brando orders them. To Instant cut win. the sails so that the ship will steady out and they can put the barrel back up. And just as they're about to do it, Bly comes by and loses his mind and forces them to open the sails again. And then the barrel falls over and crushes a man to death. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is the first casualty. And they did it at uh, by tacking, is what it's called. Yes, they, they tacking it, into which the is wind. going into the wind and not going with it. Yes. Then the storm slows down and they're like, hey, can we just halt the ship? for a burial service and Bly is like nope <laughs> keep going we keep going now and- the weather actually beats them yeah they they don't make it through Cape Horn he's forced to give up mm-hmm. like they they kept ta- the tacking you know it's slow work like you the way as far as I understand I'm not a sailor but you you kind of get a piece of the wind on an angle and you go a little bit to the left, and then you cut it, mm-hmm. and you go a little bit to the right, and you keep trying to do that over and over again. But it's it, a lot of work. It's a ton of work, yeah. and if it, it'll, it's a slow moving process, and they actually end up losing like four weeks doing this. They're like they're still in the same fucking spot, yep. so they're forced to just give up and turn around. So now they've lost a ton of time because now they have to recross the Atlantic Ocean. And a pig, pig flew right off the boat. Dude, that was a pig, right? Yeah, you heard it squealing, and yes. it went right off the boat. You're like, no. <laughs> Poor pig. And there's a, there's a scene here where I think the captain is reprimanding someone, and Brando is in his room with the smoking pipe. Do you recall yeah, this? Yes. And he's in silk linen. Yeah, he's ridiculous. And a silly sleeping hat. He's wearing a silly hat. It's insane. Yeah, the captain's yelling at a guy. For like mouthing off or something, and Brando's just listening. Not he has nothing to do with the scene, but they just show him he's in his there. room. Oh, he's in a Scrooge hat. Yes, <laughs> he's in a Scrooge hat and a nighty for some reason, mm-hmm. just laying there. Yeah, and he's drinking. And then he gets he's up smoking. and he goes, "Oh, I thought I heard you." He's and smoking he goes, a pipe that's like three feet long. <laughs> it's amazing. So wacky. 
they also um they swung by South Pole and they got a bunch of like Jamaica Jacks and you know button down <laughs> shirts from two thousand and three. <laughs> they were looking styling when they went to the South Pole. <laughs> Okay. They did pass the South Pole, right? They're close to it. Yeah. I thought they did, like that scene with all the snow and shit. I I think that was the Straits. I don't. Yeah, because it's it's not the pole. They yeah. if they go they to the pole, they're they dead. Can't get to the yeah. South. It's in the middle of Antarctica. But I assumed that they were close <laughs> they were close. To it, yeah, right? they were close. So now they have to recross the Atlantic Ocean, which they do very quickly. In real life, they when they get to Cape Town in South Africa, the they, lady sang that song. What song? Well, the Camp Town Ladies. ladies they That's the sing. Camp Town Ladies. Yeah, they sing the song. Doodar. <laughs> Doodar. <laughs> um, Christian, who is Brando, wants... This isn't in the movie. He wants to buy presents for his family, and he asks Bly for money, and Bly gives it to him. But then for the rest of this entire adventure, Bly is hounding him for the cash back. <laughs> and it's part of like the whole animosity between the two men. Well, anyway, so now they they've passed through the Cape Horn, not Cape 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 Good Hope, and are now heading east into the Indian Ocean. They crossed three fucking oceans in this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> they go really far. There's a great line that Bly has: "A seaman with an education is like a singing pig." <laughs> He plays such a hateable character. He, is, he starts whipping everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. loves corporal punishment. Did we get... Does, does anything really go on between they get to, this point and they Tahiti? S- they see Land Ho. Yeah. They just get to Tahiti. And Captain Cook is dead. Captain Cook is dead? I th- thought... I think they say Captain Cook is dead. Oh, yeah. Well, he's been dead. Yeah. But he was make, killed by, like, Hawaiians. They make mention of that he died uh, from natives. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, he pissed them yeah. off. Uh, a native shows up and he has the conch. The conch. Which means yes. he is the only one that's allowed to speak. As Lord of the Flies <laughs> dictates. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And Piggy, a lot you of know. people with paddle boats swimming out to the There's amazing. There's, there's, there's so many people on I screen. I think it was yeah. 4,000 extras. Really? Yeah, like a like serious amount. Mm-hmm. And they're very outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but they're friendly. It's actually yeah. scary that like seeing that many people, even if you don't know if they're friendly. But or you not. don't know it first, really. Yeah. You don't know for sure. Uh, they do arm the party that goes ashore. They give them guns and stuff. But they have had contact with these people before and have done business with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of have a good idea of what to expect. They gave them baubles and trinkets. Baubles. Can bobbles. we talk about the king's hat? Yeah. So <laughs> that's a hat. The king of the Tahitians comes in from off screen, and before you see him at all, you see his hat for like an extended period of time. You see the top of his hat. And as I was looking at it, I said to my wife, I was like, please let that be a hat. Because you don't know what it is. It looks like a fucking totem pole. Yeah, it looks like some (laughs) decorative thing. I'm like, I hope that's a hat. And sure enough, it was a hat. It's like, and then you're like, this is the best movie ever made. It's just tons of feathers and blues. It's blue and red and... He, he's wearing a cape too. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane. And and that's topless chicks yeah, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> and it, here's a mirror. We're gonna fuck your woman. Yeah, yeah. They give him a mirror, and he starts laughing at it. Yeah, the king is a <laughs> bit of a goofball. <laughs> he's happy. He's having a good time. Yeah, he's living in a tropical paradise. You don't got to worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. We find out that they, uh, they believe a diet of breadfruit can sustain life. Yes. Now, does breadfruit have like tremendous nutritional value? 
I imagine if it's a if it's like a potato, if it, like I'm just basing this off the potatoes. Yeah, I mean, look at the Irish. So does it even does it even exist anymore to know? Huh. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of it before yesterday. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I I would. I really want to try one though. Do so we have then, to make that like segments on the show now? Like, if there's something in a movie, maybe we should go out to try to like. Get I'm still that waiting for that B and S. You're you're right. Yeah. We haven't done it. We haven't had a BNS. That's because it sounds disgusting. <laughs> I think it sounds great. So then we see a really cool dance scene. Yeah. And their fishing method. I love, love the fishing scene. It's so, so cool. So cool. The 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 Tahitians, all the women go out in like this straight and they stand with a net. And they're standing in like waist high water with this net. And then all the men come in on canoes. And they beat the water with clubs so that the fish just kind of run away from them into the net. Such a genius fishing method. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I imagine if you're going to live in a place like that, you need to master this sort of thing. Yeah. And it takes the whole, like, village. Like, everyone is there. You have to. They give, like, a population of the island. I think it's something crazy, like 200,000 or something, right? I don't remember that specifically. I wouldn't be surprised. What happens next is they bring the plant on board, the botanist is not sure if the plant that the king has given them will live. They have to wait and see if it'll sustain itself. Yes, the they're plot. not sure. Right. So now and, they're going to be on the island a while. And Bly is forced to dance. <laughs> Great scene. Yes. And his dancing is hysterical. It should be a gif. Yeah. Or a gif, whatever you want to say. All right, I'm on it. Like, it's an incredible <laughs> dance, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just... Desperately trying to have rhythm and flailing, fails. Yeah. yeah, flailing his arms. We find out that the mission is a failure. Yeah, well, the breadfruit does. Yes. So now they've what what has happened is they've gotten there too late, so they've missed the season where they can harvest it. Yep. So now they have to wait almost an entire year or several months. I think they're there for five or six months, months for a new batch of breadfruit. So it's like, okay, guess we're sitting in Tahiti with all these people. Yep. And the sailors start going nuts, and not and by nuts I mean they're fucking everyone. They're welcomed to, yeah, yeah, because the they're viewed people, as like gorgeous. Yeah, the Tahiti people say Any, white complexion is gorgeous, and even the, like an ugly white person is the most beautiful thing they've ever seen, according to them. According, according to them. and this movie, who knows right. how real yeah, it is? Right. Um, but in real life, they were fucking nonstop. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the culture, I guess, uh, on the island. You know, it's not a Christian culture by any means. So they they're very free with uh, fucking. They, yeah, it's like a sign of goodwill, endearment. It's pure them. hedonism. Yeah. yeah. So they these sailors are uh, they're getting their rocks off. Yep. And supposedly later on, when like the trials come up, they are kind of excused of their behavior. And even Bly is like, how can Bly is the only man who in real life does not participate in any fucking? No. And he does allow everyone else to fuck, including Brando. Mm-hmm. And he's like, any man would be tempted by this. Like, it's mm-hmm. so hedonistic, it'd be mm-hmm. impossible not to succumb, basically. Right. I think that signed his death warrant. Well, not his death, he doesn't die. But it it's it it pretty much made the the mutiny. A, a sure thing. Yes, because these people were They'd become accustomed. They to were in paradise for five months, mm-hmm. fucking nonstop. Right, and now, and now you're now on you a ship with sweaty inst- seamen trying to instill discipline. Yes, good luck. Uh-huh. They've lived the good life. Right, 
they try to escape. It's like going back to work after a vacation is the fucking worst thing in the world. Imagine that times a thousand. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. yeah, I would kill the motherfucker who's telling me to do some shit job. Yeah. Understatement. Right, yeah. A thousand. It's a million. <laughs> Clean out that shitter. Fuck Meanwhile, you. like, I was fucking a bunch of Tahitian tens yeah. <laughs> like a week ago. Like, um, I would just kill myself, probably. This is where Christian meets the... The chief's daughter. Well, my next note yep. is Brando gonna fuck. <laughs> yep, I put I put he moves fast. Yeah. So In real, I think this was pure like legit. They were gonna do a scene, mm-hmm. and Brando was like, "No, I'm gonna fuck her," and they just filmed him wooing her. Does anybody have any dairy? <laughs> <laughs> I like this breadfruit. <laughs> so, do you, think, do you think this breadfruit will fit? <laughs> Do you think it'll fit in me? <laughs> I'm going to sit on it now. But these these bring some of my, my favorite scenes in this movie. This this little yeah, this whole section is so funny. It's very colorful. The music's good. It's gorgeous. The cinematography. Yeah. Oh my god, what a beautiful movie! Yes. Mm-hmm. He gets called back to the ship, and it's like an insult that he didn't have he, sex with the king's daughter. He's in mid process of having sex and blind cockblocks. Yep, he gets cockblocks. Yes, he sends him back to the ship to do nonsense, mm-hmm. and then this this actually makes the natives furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they want to revoke the breadfruit. So, <laughs> so Blige is saying, "You gotta like." Well, first off, before he even goes to Blige, the I think the translator comes and mm-hmm. is like, "You you insulted us. You have to go back and have sex with her." Mm-hmm. And he he goes, can you go tell Blige? You, you got to tell the captain because he's not yeah. he's not going to believe me. Like, <laughs> and I thought that was really good. Yeah, it's funny. So, it's playful left. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't see that coming either. Mm-hmm. No, you think no. the because they set it up. You think the opposite is about right. to happen because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't know how sexually promiscuous the culture is yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so you're like, oh shit, they're about to fucking like kill Brando everybody. just yeah. fucked everything up. Yeah, you think they they're gonna kill him. Yeah. And it's like, no, you have to go back and finish right. your job. And then the best use this of is the best scene. rule Britannia the best of scene. all time. Blige, Blige tells him you got to go back for the mission. Yes. For and Brando doesn't believe it. He's like, can I get this in writing? Or like, <laughs> and he goes, no, you got to go. So he goes to this little boat to go back to the island. And during this entire scene, it is the most glorious music playing. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And it's just Brando going to have sex with the 14 out of, like, like, it's insane. It's insane. So he goes, he bangs the girl, and the breadfruit's back on the menu. He had to to plug her for England. Yes. That that was Lie down and think of England. Uh, Um, My note is heroic music to go bang. Uh, Then I wrote, they're all banging. So so everybody's fucking now. How accurate is this? Very. Yep. Yeah, like it's yeah. insane. Like for everything I've read about this, this is what went down. <laughs> so some time passes. Five months in real life. Yes. And now it's time to be on the move again. And every all these guys are forced to tell these people and women that they've been with all this time, I'm leaving. See you later. Never see yep. you again. And immediately it's back to the hard labor, hard discipline and there's a Bly new, is a bigger dickhead than before. There's a new aspect with the water thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, now I did not see anything about this water thing in real life research. I just saw it in the movie. And I think it's a great it's a great little way to make it happen in the movie. Yeah. But uh I don't think is it's based in fact. No, I don't think it's based in no. fact that much. Um one thing 
people were punished because they were late to the ship and they were accused of being. Um, oh, we forgot about the deserters. That's what I'm saying. Were they actual deserters? Yes. yes. So Fletcher, I mean Christian, his name is Christian Fletcher, right? Yes. Fletcher Christian is Marlon Brando. Okay, Fletcher is his first name. Mm-hmm. All right, so Fletcher brings them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were just late. So no, no, they were trying to desert. No, they, three, they three wanted guys, to stay in Tahiti. <laughs> three guys tried to desert, but they got caught and were put in irons and put in the in the on to the be ship. hung to death. That's in the movie. Did that happen in real life? Did you guys see? There was one guy. Actually, no, it's after the mutiny. There's a guy who stays behind on mm-hmm. Tahiti and assimilates to the culture and like gets like tattoos and like fully becomes a Tahitian dude. Fletcher got a tattoo in real life. Uh, in Christian, real life, yeah. yeah. No, but there's a guy who stays on Tahiti that doesn't go to pick turn. Pick, uh, there's a couple pick of them that do, and whatever. those are the guys that get arrested. Yeah. Yeah, but there's one guy who like fully stays behind for years. Uh, I think. He actually, if a AIDS. few of them, uh, I think so. Put, a few of them are put to death. Yes. Yeah, Not of all of them, but a six few. of them. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, Which imagine like going to paradise, experiencing that and being put to death for it. Mm-hmm. Like that sucks. <laughs> Let's talk about this water thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the breadfruit, there's like a bunch of them now. They got like tons of. They're them. everywhere. He's he's trying to overcompensate for being late. I yes. Think. Uh, yep. So they got like a thousand specimens, and they need water to water them, and. It's cutting into the drinking water. So the botanist guy is like, look, we, some of them are going to die. We're going to lose a bunch of these because if we don't, we'll run out of water. You know. So he puts a ladle. Like it, Everyone's drinking freely at this point. Whenever they want, they can take a ladle and go over one of these barrels of drinking water and have a drink. He has a guard posted at the barrel, takes a ladle and hangs it up in the mizzen mast of the ship. And if you want to drink a water, you have to climb up, get the ladle, take one ladle full, and then put it back. And that's it. And people are really not having a good time with this. (laughs) Everybody starts fucking getting all dehydrated. One guy hasn't had a drink in two days. And he almost dies, and somebody... Well, he drinks the uh, seawater. Is it the same guy? I believe so. This is what sets it off. So one guy starts drinking seawater. Actually, sea water. no, we missed something. Uh, someone kills themselves. He tr- he doesn't kill himself. He tries to get the ladle. Oh, I thought it was a suicide. No, he was he, he had goes a up fever. to get the ladle and he falls. He had a fever uh, and he fell his okay. death and he dies. Yeah, I thought he was rotoscoped his death. Who gets the the keel uh, the keel the keel bow thing with the shark? It's the. Who was that guy? Did that happen yet? Did we? Did I skip that? I don't think so. No, it happens around the same time. These yeah. three, like three things, happen. The guy falls to his death. They find a guy who was stealing something. Water. I, I think he was stealing water, so they tie yeah. him to that thing. Oh, I know what happens. The guy who falls off and dies. Another guy's so angry he punches blind. Yes, in the yes, face. yes. yes. So now this guy's going to be, uh, I forgot what they call it, it's keel bow, I think, something like that. Something like that yeah. They're taking ropes. This is very cool. Very fucking fuck up. It's illegal. They get like, it's not part of normal discipline. But Bly orders this done. Uh, they take ropes, they throw him overboard, and then they drag his body, he's alive, mm-hmm. under the ship. 
and they're supposed to pull him up in the front. But while they're doing this, sharks come and eat the guy. Yeah, they get him. <laughs> and he just dies. Yeah. Um, and Bly's just like, eh, whatever, cut yeah, the rope like, loose. Yeah. Uh, all the while, these guys that were arrested for deserting, they're still being made to work. So they come out of the hole whenever it's time to work, and they, they let them work. So these guys have an opportunity to put in uh, Christian's ear a little bit of uh, encouragement to start a mutiny. Um, they just say numbers. So that's one. Well, he's saying how many oh, are that's dying. Two. Right. Um, <laughs> how can you let this go on? Because exactly. he, he says we're going to lose half the crew before we get to where we got to go. Mm-hmm. And Christian's like, no, we're not. But he's like, but oh. Then he starts counting, and it's only been like three days, and three people die. Right. <laughs> So, and you know Tahiti's in the back of <clears throat> everyone's mind. Yes, mm-hmm. they just left. And there's a guy who drinks bilge water, and he's suffering and dying, and he needs real water. This scene is so good. And Brando is ordered not to, and he's like, fuck you. And he goes and gets the water, and he gives it to the guy. The guy's going to die. The guy, like, because from drinking seawater, he's going insane. His mind is gone. Mm. So he's trying to give him good water to flush out the salt. If they don't do this, this man will die. And Bly says, nope, you're not giving him water. So then he takes the water and he goes to give it to him, and Bly kicks it out of his hand, and then... Brando punches him. Brando punches him. And now it's like, okay, it's all or nothing now. This is... It's either we go all the way, or you're going to prison. You're done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's mutiny time, and he pulls the sword out. I was pretty surprised about this. What? I did not see this coming. Like the guys, the fucking movies called Mutiny on the Bounty. <laughs> I I just didn't see it coming. I thought <laughs> I thought it was a misdirect. I really did. I thought they were gonna like subvert my expectations, oh. <laughs> and they all just get along and they they make it what's easily. His, what's the, the director's name? JJ Abrams. No, the last Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Ryan yeah. <laughs> Johnson's Mutiny on the Bounty. They just get everywhere. Oh, that was great. What a lovely trip. <laughs> I, I, I said uh, in my notes about time now Hall asked for Tahiti and that's what they do but they can't they gotta they have to send the uh, the guys out Bly he's he's put on a ship on a now this is really a fascinating thing that happens not it's yep. not in the movie but the real life shit so they take Bly who apparently is one of the greatest navigators of all time uh, they put him on a rowboat with a sail, a sextant, mm-hmm. 18 men, and food and water for all of them. Two days from where the position is, is an island called... Um, uh, I had it, too. I have it. Um, Tofua. Uh, to, Tofua. Tofua. So they they go That's there. That's where tofu originates from. Mm, it's uh, of course. ethnically. It's native. It's yeah. Ethnic tofus. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they sail to Tofua because they have nowhere else to go. Not in the movie. I've got nowhere else to go. And when they get there, they're immediately attacked by the natives. And the natives try and kill them. So now they've like, well, the next closest place that's a safe harbor we can get to is the Dutch colony colony of Timor. Co- Timor. Kopang Timor. It's 5,000 miles away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jesus. And Christ. these fucking guys are in like what amounts to a ro- an overcrowded rowboat. Yeah, and somehow these guys sail across the Pacific 
all the way to this place. It took them from May 2nd to the 14th of June. 41 days. In like a dinghy. Moses shit. Yeah. In a dinghy. This is one of the greatest feats of navigation ever. Well, they had a sextant, too. This That's the main thing. That like that thing was that made it possible. Needed for navigation. What is a sextant? It's like a a gold, silver, basically a metal. Oh, that's the thing that Brando goes back for at yes. the end. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. is it exactly? It's a it's you a navigation like, system. Look so it's stars. Yeah, and and figure out where your position is on Earth. Okay, I'm, I'm not exactly. sure. It's kind of like a telescope thing that plots it. Yeah. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. All right. It has a it it has a lot to do with like your the angle that you're traveling at. And it has a bunch of little magnifying glasses so you can point different areas at different angles to, like, triangulate your position on a map. Sextons. A lot of math involved. Oh, yeah. Sextons. Yeah. How do they work? Hmm. <laughs> now, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's the greatest feat of navigation, but it's got to be up there. The only thing I can think of other is the Maori, the people that inhabit these islands. They, you know, they got there from somewhere. Yeah. Way back in the ancient past. Um, like, how did they get to Hawaii? You know, yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> they also before Blight, at least in the movie, before he gets off, he goes, "Take your flag with you," and he gives him his whip. I yeah, that was a really cool send off. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, on now, the bounty, well, this is the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Is Fletcher expecting that they will all just die and this won't be a problem? No, no. So why not just execute them all? No, no. It no, makes no. you a bigger criminal. Yeah, he he's not a murderer. Mm-hmm. You know. And in real life, this guy was kind of his his mentor. Mm-hmm. So he sends him off, but he feels like he's owed something, and he takes control. Because Fletcher uh, Christian is a highborn dude. He's a gentleman. He's an L, he's a arist- aristocrat. Yeah, you know? he's a he's a Blythe is low, is guy. lowborn. Blythe is not part of the aristocracy. Oh, so there's that whole. He's a working too. man. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> what else? What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so one thing with this is that Bly, in real life, was just verbally abusing Fletcher, and that's really what kickstarted this. He just kept harassing him and digging mm-hmm. at him and digging at him. And also, by all accounts, the men respected Christian. They they liked him. Yeah. So he had a couple of guys. They got together. He's the ring. He In the movie, it's like forced upon him. It's we must something mute. he has to do. In mm-hmm. real life, it's probably closer to he's an ambitious guy and thinks he deserves to be the captain and not this guy. Yeah, you're probably but right. But once this goes down, you are a criminal. Everyone involved in this has a death sentence. That's it. So what do you do? Where can you go? Australia does not exist yet. You know, there's no colony there. There's nothing in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to run somewhere. If I'm them, like I was thinking about this, like where would you go? I was thinking, go to fucking California or South America and try and blend in with the Spanish. Um, but is California already the Spanish already are there? Yes. Okay. Um, you show up with a ship that's English of yeah. type, they're probably gonna shoot at you. But they're traitorous to England, so they they're may gonna shoot at you. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is also they are unaware, but war has just been declared with the French. It's 1789 now, <laughs> and there, there's that whole element. The revolution too. is just about wrapping up too. It's right? It's been over. It's it's over before they even left. Okay. Um, the French Revolution is just starting. Yeah. But they end up going back to Tahiti, 
because I guess they need they need to resupply. Yeah. And they want their women. They want their women and they end up recruiting some Maori people to join them. Now in real life, these people were all kidnapped. Yeah, they took them all. They stole them. They took the girls too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they spend the next couple of months while all the while while uh Blythe is sailing across the fucking earth. He they are going to all these little islands and trying to find a place to live. Yep. And they end up stumbling on Pitcairn Island. Which were mischarted. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this has been mischarted in the past and on every British naval code book and chart, it is in the wrong spot. So the only way they're gonna get found is by accident. Exactly. It increases their odds. Mm-hmm. It is a brilliant spot to yes. stop. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, in real life, here's what happens. Uh, Blythe actually somehow makes it all the way back to England and immediately puts his side of the story out into the press. Well, I the think public. the Dutch t- find him. and He they... makes it to Timor, and the Dutch bring him home. Yeah. Uh, so he gets back home, starts telling people want to know what the fuck happened. Where's the bounty? Yes, mm-hmm. and he, he gets his side of the story, and he's hailed as, like, this hero. Um, that will go on uh, for a while. He's given a new command on a warship, because now England is at war, and he ends up, uh, you know, he ends up in the Pacific. At one point, he's offered the governorship of New South Wales, which is the new Australian colony. He does not accept it, if I'm not mistaken. A couple of guys stay on Tahiti. This yeah. is in the movie, too. Yes. Yep. Uh, immediately, the British come and pick them up. So yep. they are arrested and brought back to England in chains. Those guys start telling a different story than the one Blythe has told people, and it kind of sours his reputation, and that's why we have the view of him that we do today. Um, it's a lot of misinformation and, and discrediting each other. No one really knows what really went down. I think it depends on when you're born and what account you've heard. Mm -hmm. Because I believe the original version of the movie, Bly is the hero. Oh, yeah? I believe so. And I think that was even possibly the original intent of the script. Until Brando. That was correct. 100% correct. Now, I was right? You were right. Okay. Now, the, the funny thing about this is... And when I teach my film class, I talk about this. When you watch any movie... Think about the context of the culture it's made in and what is happening, right? Okay. So what do you have to say about this? So think about this. We're coming out of 50s America, right? Yes. We're entering the 60s. It hasn't happened yet fully, but we're approaching an anti-authoritarian hippie age. Yes. Filled with rebellion and youth and sex. And Brando's the hot young guy. Brando's the hot young guy. And this is symbolic of that. Even at like a this level, they may, they may not even be aware it's happening, but it's just something in the air with your casting and things like that. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, and you could see that in tons of things, like when you look at different movies and the way they work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching the first Spider-Man. I was showing my class that. From 2000. From 2002. Oh, right. And it's so clear that this was, and this, all the superhero shit that follows it's so clear that this is a nation reeling from fucking 9-11. You know, at the end, the New Yorkers are rallying. Yeah. 
the New Yorkers. That's the worst scene in the, the movie. The New Yorkers band together, <laughs> but they do it again in the second movie, uh-huh. which they weren't in the original script. Those in the those first scenes. movie, it was added after nine eleven. They felt like the New Yorkers should rally. The movie ends with him in front of a fucking American flag. Both movies, uh-huh. Spider Man one and two. The whole superhero craze is like a culture that's regaining its superpower essence uh-huh. in media form. Even if that's not really what's happening, mm-hmm. you know, it's they're cl- they're trying to do something. They're clinging to it, yeah, or we're clinging to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mutiny on the you ba- mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Yeah, <laughs> trying to pay fight, trying to stop a guy, try- helping a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hits him with a can. Yeah. <laughs> but this movie, if you think about what is about to happen, mm-hmm. it is excellent to look at it from that perspective of. Bly is the old establishment, and Brando is the young hippies who want to fuck. Yeah. And that's what this is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And that's the subtext of the movie, that they may not even be aware is happening, but it's there. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So um, they get to pick Karen Island. They set up a little camp. It's a fruitful place. Yeah. There's no human beings. Yep. Uh, Good fish, good game, everything they need. And this is the part that I think really goes off uh, off script with reality here, where Brando wants to go home. Mm-hmm. He wants yep. to go back to England and face true justice. Well, it's still, they're not far enough away from the 60s yet, from the 50s, mm-hmm. to have him completely not want to go back to his culture, mm-hmm. right? It's not, if this was, if this movie came out in 68, he would have, it would have been like happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Karen. Yeah, or some gruesome shit would have ended up happening right. in a different way. Like, he would have been, like, hung for, like, being so awesome and free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is, like, I long to go back to, like... Yes, because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing. I long to go back to that authoritarian. Well, he also... Well... Not that. He no, just wants to face true justice. Also, no. Yeah. And give his side of everything. He, he wants to give his side to make sure that cruelty never happens again. Mm-hmm. So, even if it means them dying... Which there's a chance, and there's also a chance that they'll be they'll be heard and you know seen for what it is, which is we faced intolerable cruelty at the hands of this man, and he needs to face justice. Sure, that's the real reason why Brando's like this is why we have to go back, mm-hmm. and he's the crew were like give us a night because this is pretty heavy for us to hear because we're plain semen, right? And they burn the ship, they burn the ship <laughs> while he's asleep. <laughs> And he runs onto the ship to try and save it. He wants to sink it in the shallow. Save the hull. Yeah. But it's too late. Fails. He gets caught in the fire. He burns up and then dies. Well, he the burns beach. up because he, he's missing something. The sextant. He needs a sextant yeah. because that's the only way they're going to get back. Even if they build a small ship, they need it. Mm-hmm. So he runs into the ship. He tries to get out. And the mast falls on him and uh, fatally injures him in the movie. Yes. And you get the sad scene that's lit very well. For the time period, and I think you could probably have something yeah, to say movie, about that. Yeah, movie looks great. It's sad. It's lit. The this <laughs> this ending was actually a reshoot. This was not like part of the original plan. Oh, really? The, the like the director was fired, and they had to reshoot it because they weren't happy with how it came out. The whole production of this was a complete shit show, and they had to redo it. The original director was not there for filming. Mm-hmm. They had like another dude come in to shoot this like this death mm-hmm. scene. Uh, there is one thing that I do find funny uh, about the ship being sabotaged is that the men, you know, they have no, they're not afraid of Fletcher. 
They're no. not afraid of Christian. So they're like, we'll burn the ship down. Well, they made they made it very clear that now everyone's equal. Yeah. You know? Well, they were scared that Fletcher was going to drag him back. He's our leader. Well, yes, but yeah. he's our leader, but he's not. He's one of us, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not above us. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. We have no respect for you. We're, we're going to do what we want. Um, now, the real ship was not burned. Um, the real ship, I actually don't know what happened to the real ship. I think it sunk. It sunk right there, right? Well, they, they, the real Fletcher Christian, um, as far as we know, because nobody really knows what happened to him, but the people of Pitcairn Island, who are now the descendants of the, the mutineers, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a story that went around in the 70s and 80s who you know, this is someone's descendant, said that in the years following the mutiny, the people in the island, the the Tahitians and the British people, they didn't like each other. I mean, these are kidnapped people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ended up fighting. And in the fighting that followed, he was killed. And they buried him sense. on the island. So he's, he's still there. Uh, but I guess they made peace eventually because the people, the, the population of 40, 50 people that live there now are all descendants mm-hmm. of these people. It's like white Polynesian people, supposedly. They're British Polynesians. Yeah, yeah. When, when they found them, when they found the people, they were shocked that there were some Polynesian people speaking like perfect English. There's American been, fishermen that found them. Yeah, that had been raised like Englishmen. Mm-hmm. And like it was fucking weird to them. Yeah. So there was a... Uh, a direct descendant of Fletcher, Christian. Who went back to the island and tried to figure out what happened. Who will have a remake of The Bounty made in New York. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know about this. And when Hurricane Katrina hit, it destroyed the bounty, killing the captain and her. Really? She died on the bounty. What wow. was she trying to do? I think they were like, what maybe they were make? living on it at the time or trying to save it. Huh. And uh, they, they, it sunk and... They died in Hurricane Katrina. The bounty was lit on fire. I'm wrong. Yeah, I really. So okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's uh, a pretty sad story with that yeah. one. It was like, wow, she was like a director. You can see pictures of her online. She's actually on the bounty and stuff like that. Today, Pitcairn Island is the only British colony left in the Pacific. It's still under British jurisdiction. Oh, it's technically British. Wow. Yes, they send uh, supplies there on a regular basis. Uh, I I know a lot of the population sends their kids to like New Zealand for school and shit. Okay. Uh, my That's wife insane. my wife was fascinated by by this yesterday and she was looking up all this stuff. So apparently they spend like two hundred dollars a month on internet. Like they have internet, but it's yeah. like they it's all comes from like this one generator that gets shut off at ten PM every night. <laughs> um I was fascinated <laughs> by them and I this is why I don't like where the movie ended. Uh-huh. Because I wanted to know what happened to those people, uh-huh. you know? And the movie ends, Brando's dead, and it's like, but there's still a bunch of people on the island. Are they captured? Did they get arrested? Like, you don't know what happened. On happen- Tahiti or on? On Pitcairn. Well, I don't think you they live. Know. They live the rest of their lives. But you don't You don't know that in the movie. Because it was over budget already. They you probably had, they you probably can, had. You can like know that from real life. That. Well, I had to look it up. Mm. But imagine this is 1965, and I'm seeing this. Mm. Sure. Can't look it and up I don't anywhere. know. I have to go to the library. Look, th- you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you know that was a little thing that I didn't know. That annoyed me a little. And there's actually uh, different cuts of this movie. There's uh, an American version, which is the one I'm pretty sure we saw, and then there's a British version, 
which ex- has extended is an extended edition, and I believe it has twelve additional uh, opening and closing minutes. And I think you see huh. more of the Pandora, which is Bly's second ship when he's out for vengeance. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I think that'd be a cool movie too. Watching Bly it's completely like fictional though. That didn't happen. Bly didn't set no, out. They, they wouldn't let him. Oh, another okay. ship went after them. It was right. it was the Pandora though. Oh yeah. So what happened was they went to Tahiti, cap- arrested those people, but on the way back they lost like thirty crew members, and I think they hit a reef. Like two of the two uh, prisoners, mm-hmm. I think. Like a bunch of people died on the way back. Like yeah. it, re- it cost them a lot to get those people. Um, interesting little fun fact about the island itself: like it's uninhabited when they get there. But what they end up finding is like cave drawings and like all this stuff that had been there forever. Like at some point, people were living on the island. Wow. And either left or died out. So there was there is that's they're still insane. there. Like there's that's insane. Yeah. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. I want. I kind of. I'm gonna look up pictures after this. It's it's it's, cool. it's, it's really it. crazy. Wow. Uh, fun fact about the movie and Brando. <laughs> Brando actually bought like one of the islands near Tahiti because he liked it so much. <laughs> and he put a 99-year lease on this private island in Tahiti. To himself? To himself. And no one else could go there. Who owns it now? He's dead. I guess it's inherited family. somewhere in his family. family yeah. And it's just like this empty, beautiful-looking private island. <laughs> so uh, a couple of things about also the making of this. Uh, Brando, because he reached such stardom at this point... Mm-hmm. He got away with murder. He Clearly, I mean, he's pull, raping people yeah. with butter. He would pull cast members from <laughs> working. He would be, they'd be working on the film. He would pull cast members off of the set to go set up weddings for his friends in Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> he would throw parties there constantly, uh-huh. and he would have thousands of pounds of champagne, ham, like all this crazy meat flown in uh-huh. on the production's dime. For him to throw parties in Tahiti uh-huh. constantly. He said this was like the best period in his life filming this movie. Really? Yeah. He just spent yeah. millions of dollars on partying and weddings and he found his wife He's there. like, every day we would like be shooting on the ship or whatever in Tahiti. Yeah. And once like we were done, I'd take off my like sailor stuff and I'd dive yeah. into the ocean from the ship <laughs> and swim like on the beach and just party and like yeah. frolic with women. So what would happen is they'd work for like two or three hours. He'd get bored take his clothes off and jump in the water even though they were all ready to keep shooting. Hmm. And I think so much Richard Harris was the the other guy. Richard Harris is in the movie. Yeah. Richard Harris refused to go to the screening of it. Richard Harris plays Mills. Yeah, he refused to go cuz he was like this was a nightmare to mm-hmm. film and specifically because of Brando. So I read two little factoids <laughs> about this. One of them was I love um, it. I love it. The scene uh with the mutiny, the big scene. Uh-huh. Uh, if you remember, Brando punches Richard Harris, mm-hmm. and uh, Richard Harris apparently broke his balls to no end about this. Apparently, uh, Brando gave him a punch, and he's like, "What is that? What are you a pussy?" And he and he kept making fun of him, and he kept having him and just laughing at him, and, and like calling him a fruit and shit. And Brando like stormed off and was furious. Uh, and another time, it's so good uh, when at the premiere when. The movie started, and Brando starts speaking. Apparently, the whole crowd burst into laughter at his accent. Yeah, and he got mad and walked yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I wish there was a documentary about the making of this film. Yeah, like, it seems I, like I it wish needs I one. saw that. It would be so interesting, yeah. but nobody I, gives a fuck about this. Yeah, I didn't know it us. bombed. 
I yeah, mean, we it, watched. I mean, the disaster was, artist it was, did good. It was nominated for best picture, mm-hmm. yeah. but it did not make its money back. It's a giant flop. Mm. Yeah. So picking this movie, I was like, why did you pick this? <laughs> I I think I just Googled like history movies mm-hmm. and I saw a long list and I was like, we did a couple modern movies. I want something a little old. So I was like, history movies from the sixties. And I saw Brando with like this Tahitian Polynesian woman, and and it the shipped. box art. The like box the, the art, poster, yeah, it's great. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And I, I, I looked up the mutant, mutiny on the bounty. And I'm like, okay, it's Brando. Yeah, it's about this cool story. I think this is going to be a good movie, and it surpassed my expectations. I fucking completely. loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you rate it? This is a nine. It's a nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm at like an eight point five. <laughs> it was high up there. Like that was. A, I, I would watch this anytime it's on. What about you, bro? Uh, I would go with a six point five. Wow! Didn't like it. I is not. No, I liked it. I the, again, I felt so. I felt wanting by the ending. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was. It. I did not leave satisfied. The wanting comes. In and me. after you know, <laughs> after a three hour movie, it's like I really want a you want big payoff. Yeah. And like I had questions at the end about what happens. But you then know? you had fun looking looking them up, looking up the answers. I had fun. Yeah, it was interesting <laughs> looking it up and stuff. And like it definitely, you know, I learned about shit. But mm-hmm. like. You want you know, that Ben Hur Ten Commandments ending. You want that epic, right? Yeah, like even Lawrence of Arabia. You know yeah. the ending at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. but like because it's filled in so well, yes. it's mm-hmm. it's great. This is like okay. I know there's going to be a mutiny. There's a mutiny. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking, mm-hmm. and then he gets crushed by a mast, and it's over. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I get it. Yeah, there's no there's no like what did we learn from this? Yeah, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. We learned that Brando's a pimp. It was just like this wacky story. Yeah. You're right. Um, and maybe that does take away from it, but I enjoyed the ride so much. I, I, I could yeah. understand that. It's just like, you know, like I enjoyed the ride and then it just stopped short at the end. And it's like, oh, man, you, you, you know, you almost mm-hmm. had it. Yeah. But definitely a cool movie. And a lot of the subtext is awesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we picked this. Uh, you guys want to uh, say any final thoughts or say goodbye? Yeah, you want to go to Tahiti? That's <laughs> what I was saying. I was like, are we going to pick Karen? We got to go there? <laughs> I want to go to uh, my kitchen with you guys because I have two things of butter that uh, I know what I want to do with it. Country cock. It's <laughs> crock. Yeah, I, I knew. I knew. We, we all knew. It's not real butter. <laughs> I can't not, believe it. It's not margarine. It's not margarine. It's country crop. <laughs> Comes in a in a tub. All right, real quick. Are you a tub of butter <laughs> man or a the stick tub man? Will fit? <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> no, real quick. I'll no fit that whole fucking tub right up there. That's what I gotta do. <laughs> the director's just staring at Brando like <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. And I'm gonna finger slam my dick hole. I take my finger and slam it right into my fucking own dick hole. What do you think of that? What do you think of them apples? I think it was. <laughs> yeah. I think it was amazing method acting. <laughs> I thought Brando was in the room with us. Yeah. <laughs> you had a glint in your eyes of Brando. So, real quick. Real quick. As far as butter goes. Mm-hmm. Non non anal like traditional like uh, butter usage. Are you a stick man or like a tub man, like a spread? Spreadable Depends butter. So if fucking I'm, rules. If I'm cooking, <laughs> I'm using the stick. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're cooking, you got to use the stick. Right. But you're putting on toast. If I'm putting it on toast or something <laughs> like that, I'll do it from the tub and, you know, it's it's easier. It's love- hard to spread, like, the cold, like, block of butter. It's hard to spread on certain things. So so here's what I do. You put it in you? I get I get a knife Slowly. and I put it in the microwave for a couple minutes. Do you put the knife then, in the microwave? And then I take the knife out and it's nice and hot. So it slices through the do you actually and do it this? spreads easy. Of course I do. This is a ton of effort. But then you get the nice like you get spread. the sparks. I gotta tell the you guys sparks the from the metal so knife. A few, <laughs> a few weeks ago, he just the three of us, you. You the three of us were at a lake house. We went on a vacation and, and tell him what Beaver did. And Brian, <laughs> Brian Me? shows up. You saying I did this with a bag of Wendy's. Old Wendy's. First of all, who saves Wendy's? If you don't finish it, throw it out. Okay, can I tell you what happened? We actually, me and my <laughs> wife, we ordered one like burger each, mm-hmm. and we were driving up, and they gave us an extra one. They fucked up. That's why it was there. Okay, so Brian had an extra burger, yeah, burger. and he decided at like 3 a.m. it was time to heat that sucker up. <laughs> so he throws it in the microwave, and me and Beaver are playing Stratego, of all things. We're sitting there, we're, playing, game. we're playing Stratego, and Brian's in the background doing whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I hear this, and I'm so engrossed in this in the Stratego, I don't even look up. But Beaver's like, "Hey, you're burning down the house." (laughs) Brian put tinfoil in the microwave. It was sparking and smoking everywhere. And then he goes, he has the audacity to go, "What? I do this all the time at my house." I do. He goes, it never happens. It never sparks like that. <laughs> Just looking at you. Like, I've noticed like older about? microwaves are more prone to spark than newer ones. No. Any microwave about? is you prone to sparking if you put metal in it. How do you put butter knives in a microwave? You can't the, do the that. The butter knives thing, I'm joking. What I'll actually do is I'll heat up the toaster oven and I'll put the knife how do on you, like the hot coils. How do I you hope you own, get electrocuted. How do you own a house? Like, how is it not burnt down by now? You you never do that. No. You got to do it. The knife gets so hot. Dude, it cuts so through insane. anything. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian boils water by putting it in a pan. Putting the pan in the oven. Do you remember when he told us he couldn't boil water? Yeah, he said it takes a half hour. Why was it? Why was it taking you so long? To because boil he's water? heating. He has to preheat the oven. Put the pot in the oven. Wait, that's what he was doing. <laughs> no, no. It just it takes a while for water to boil. It takes sometimes. like ten minutes. Not even. I had a big pot. Less than ten. I will tell you. One time, it took me two hours to grill pl- plain chicken. Why? I don't know. It wasn't working. I had to throw out the chicken. I had to go to work. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> I think I think on you are the, the worst chef ever. I think I on that like, kitchen there was a time warp. I just <laughs> there's a spatial anomaly in his like yeah. oven. He has a chicken on a fork like it's fucking s'mores, and he's sitting there cooking one little piece of it at a time. What did you have as a burner? A match? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> one lighter. He has one lighter. He's, he's got a cook. he's got a Zippo underneath his pan. <laughs> <laughs> It runs out of fluid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right. I'm glad I brought up the button well, now. That, that led to fun directions. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yes, thank you very much. This is another fun one. This is good. <laughs> all right. So uh, I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out again to Tell Him Steve Dave. Uh, thank you to Walt Flanagan. Get him Steve Dave. 
come on down to TESD Town Studios in beautiful Hazlitt, New Jersey. Visit, get them, buy some merch, take a tour of the studio. Really awesome, cool place. So much cool artwork. Great shit to see. Come down, check it out. Follow the podcast on Facebook. You know, all that good social media, all that shit. Uh, give us a like on iTunes. It helps uh, helps potential advertisers find the show. Give us a five-star rating. Spread the word to your friends and family. Uh, follow me personally on Letterboxd. Also, Steve and Anthony, we all have Letterboxd where we rank all the movies we watch for the show. Uh, on my personal letterbox, I review every movie I watch, so take a look at that. Follow me on Twitter, at Brian Rupert. That's B-R-I-A-N-R-U-P-P-E-R-T. And I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Bye.